The most important thing, self-confidence. Without that skill, we are useless. When you lose sight or belief in yourself, we're done for. What's good, everybody? You know what it is. You know what it is. You know the fucking drill. Irrational confidence coming at you one more time. Run fucking shit. (laughs) Everybody, everybody, listen to this podcast. Get butt naked right now. One at all. (laughs) Your boy, Jero. Of course, I got my man. The one, the only. Jordan Booth, a.k.a. DJ J Pounds with me. You know the deal. Sheesh. Back out here. Yes, sir. Hey, it's been a minute, dog. It's good to be back. Yeah, man. You know, work gets a little little crazy sometimes, vacations and such. You know, we still got lives to live outside of this, so. No doubt. So you and your girl, uh, you and your fiance, Bria, y'all just went to uh y'all just went to Vegas. How was that? You know what, man? Uh, Vegas. I mean, Vegas is always great. It's always great to get out of, you know, where you're from or where you're living at and everything. But for me, at this point, I feel like Vegas is. Even before we went, I was just saying Vegas is starting to get a little watered down for me. What do you um, mean? Uh, I mean, I mean, growing up, like, I mean, I'm from San Bernardino, California, so I'm only about two and a half hours from Vegas. Okay. You know, in my hometown. I mean, yep. I basically grew up in Vegas. I probably been to Vegas. I probably say at least thirty to forty times. Oh no shit. Yeah, like from the age of probably like six to, you know, I say before high school, before I got into like senior year of high school, like six to like 17, you know, we would go two to three times a year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Vegas is, it's still fun for sure, but Vegas is, you know, I'm, I'm down to see more stuff. I'm always down to go to Vegas though, for sure. But well, how's it during, you know, we're still in a pandemic. Uh, it was a little watered down. There wasn't, uh, clubs weren't open so like you know no no towels no venetians no uh encore none of that stuff but Mm -hmm. uh i mean you still have the casinos strips still open you can still do like activities go to the hoover dam uh skydiving you know whatever all the touristy shit that vegas you know encompasses you can still do all that yeah yeah i got you but but no late night uh bar bar club action no not yet i ever tell you about the time i thought i was gonna get arrested at the hoover dam Oh no, I've never heard this story. This and this is a few because Jerome loves re- reselling stories. So this is a this is a new story for y'all. All right, well I'll keep it brief. Basically, I was moving my boy out to Austin. Shout out the homie DJ, and we pull up uh, to Hoover Dam, and we immediately spark a blunt, and then out of nowhere we just see there's hella Homeland Security everywhere, right? And this is. I mean, we're talking circa 2010, so you know, weed is still very, very much a felony in Las Ve- or in uh, Nevada, you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Homeland Security is coming up to every car, and we're like trying to spray uh, Febreze and all that, you know. And right as they come up to the car, our homie Scott hops out of his whip, and this is a bigger dude, all tatted out. He's in like a, a Dodge Magnum. You remember those? Oh God, the ugliest car. Yes, man. yes. He's so he's mobbing a Dodge Magnum. So just an aggressive looking car in general, right? Like, and he's an aggressive looking dude, and he hops out of the car and is 
just chilling like on the hood of his car taking pictures and so they immediately go talk to him gives us enough time to air out the car whatever but i thought it was a wrap son because we were like legit smoking less than a minute before homie was like right up on a car and then homie behind us jumped out and they went and talked to him so whoo i thought i I thought it was a done deal dog you know He took one for the team. He was like, I'm white. What are they going to do? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a little watered down. Are you saying, too, just, you know, on top of the fact that you've been going there for so long, like you just need you need something else, or you're just kind of outgrowing it or what? Um, mm, yeah, I would say a mixture of both. Like I definitely want to explore a little bit more. Like I, I would say that, you know, for a young man, I've done a fair amount of traveling, but now I want to start working my way further away from you know california and to other countries and stuff like that but honestly as a grown man you know a working man it's just kind of hard to get that much time off to really do anything enjoyable enough to not be dog ass tired and have to come back to work like the very next day or something crazy like that yeah 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 i feel you i feel you um well that's what's up man uh i'm glad y'all still at least had a good time got to get out of here for a little bit you know Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying on the on the casinos. I was I was a demon. I was a demon that first night, boy. <laughs> I was a I was a demon. I found me a, a virtual roulette table. Oh, I don't I don't play I don't play regular roulette. I play blackjack and virtual roulette. Let me tell you, there are a few things that are more fun in life than rolling up on a roulette uh, roulette table that's hot. And it's also incredibly nerve-wracking because you don't want to be the one that fucks it up for everyone because there's I, I also can imagine there are very few feelings worse than being the guy who fucks it up for everyone. Oh, yeah. I've seen a couple couple roulette tables that were jumping off for sure. Yeah. But, like, the the vibe, the build-up to it, roulette, roulettes, you know, real-life roulette definitely has got something going. But for me, the way my money works... The virtual roulette is where it's at. Consistent swings. I don't. I don't need no hype around me. You feel me? I hit a three. I don't need no crowd. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to. <laughs> I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to go back and play defense. You I feel, feel me? you. Just, I feel you. Yeah. I don't need no no cheers from me. I'm just trying to collect. <laughs> I feel it. All right. Well, let's get into some shit, man. Uh, J Cole's supposed to drop this Friday. I sent you that freestyle he did with the uh, Los Angeles Leakers. Did you get a chance to check that out? I got your girlfriend. <laughs> I got your best friend sucking my dick. Now you do it, <laughs> <laughs> bro. He goes crazy on that. Yeah, he spazzed. He spazzed over that uh, ninety-three to infinity, yeah. infinity joint. The second second freestyle was more so like you know just like a victory lap, but the, yeah. the first the first initial one through uh, that ninety-three to infinity uh, instrumental that was the one that was the one that's the one he came for that's the yeah. one people wanted yeah have you had any doubts about listening to this album first of all i question you as a human being but straight up but if if that didn't turn you the other way then you know hardest shit out the south since slavery <laughs> right right he had he had dumb quotables in that thing yeah the uh on the still tipping beat uh that line uh no Cosby, but if, if but if niggas still sleeping, then fuck them. <laughs> Come <Right>. on, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, he would he would yeah, bro. I'm I'm really looking forward to that album. And yo, what a humble but incredible flex. The day you drop an album, you're playing professional ball in Rwanda. Come on, dog. Oh, yeah, I, I peeped that. That that was pretty fresh. Come I mean, on, he dog. Know, like he knows. I mean. 
him doing LA Leakers was like a you know, it was like the 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 chef's kiss on top, you know, like yeah, it's just like let let, let y'all niggas know, <laughs> okay. you know what I mean? I'm here, shit's about to be fire, you know what it is. Um, I haven't anticipated an album like this in a long time, man. And I'm just wondering, Kendrick, where you at, dog? <laughs> like, it's been since 2017 since we had a project from Kendrick. Yeah, but I mean. I don't know. Kendrick Kendrick is in a different a different space. I personally feel. What do you mean? He I mean that's just not where his head at, is at right now with music, you know? I mean Kendrick may be waiting for another movie soundtrack to do, you know? No. Yeah. But- like Ken- Kendrick has has created so many opportunities off those three albums, you know, between the uh the Cortez collab with Nike, uh the damn uh deluxe package yeah yeah like yeah like all the different shit that he's done what those are major all those features he's done like maybe he's trying to pace it out maybe he's trying to build like a, a wayne type type legacy where he can still stay active for you know 20 30 years and yet we're still not tired of him because i mean wayne wayne just just dropped you know what the last thing he's dropped was probably been what that i really fucked with was probably bb king but like all wayne needs is one one two songs a year at this point you know he, yeah. he's already so far ahead of the game yeah no doubt i think kendrick's kind of letting niggas catch up a little bit if i'm if i'm being honest i feel it yeah i mean i would just i would like something please you know i mean his verse on that buster rhymes album was crazy but i mean it's just you know and i do appreciate it like build some anticipation get people like yo where you at you know what i mean like we're craving that, you know what I'm saying? And that's, I think J. Cole took a long enough break, you know, it's been a minute uh, since his last, since KOD, but uh, yeah. Anyway, back to Cole, I'm really anticipating this album, you know, but of course I am. What, what's the name? This is the, this is the off season, right? Off season, yeah. Okay. Off season as the season gets ready to start. Do you feel me? Because he's going to Rwanda. Yep. Yep. I love it. I, you know, he can't go to Rwanda and like, I need at least double digit average. A ne- right. At least ten a game. At least ten yeah. a game. You cannot go to Rwanda and not hoop. That's facts. I don't care if he has to get 25, 30 shots up. I need at least ten, Cole. That's facts. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what I'll be listening to tomorrow night at nine PM. I will be on that. Yo, so um you wanted to talk about some Dogecoin. Yeah, man. I'm telling tell, telling all you people out there who are kinda in the middle right now, get out. Get out. I have a friend, a friend right now who currently and he and he's not really the most informed. Obviously, if you have more information than the average bear, you know, do it, do as you will. But if you're somebody who's just kind of playing the game uh, by by ear, per se, you know, this is the time to get out. Yeah, the time to get this is the time to get out. Like for me, my investment's a little different. I only invested really one hundred dollars in it from the jump. and And I got in at nine cents. Oh, you know, so. I mean, the money that even if I was to lose everything, you know, if I was it's to come bucks. up, yeah, it was come up zero point zero dollars from this. Like, I'm fine. But like, you know, if it does take off, you know, I might be a millionaire off a hundred <laughs> off a of hundo. That's good but value, I, Doug. Right. But I have a uh, I have a friend who just actually dropped, I think, five about five thousand dollars in. And he bought in at like something crazy, like like 33 cents or something like that. Like he didn't even buy low damn but like bought in just because he thought you know like shit's gonna take off and right now the shit's looking real dangerous like it may fall like super crazy and he could end up owing money 
on top of the $5,000 investment that he made. Because remember, once you get below what you purchased at, it starts to subtract from your account. Oh. Yeah. So for those of you who are really heavy in this Doge game, you know what I mean? Like, be careful. Because I don't want to see good, good people go in the debt and lose their houses and cars and things like that over over being clueless, you know? Well, and I feel like people, people view... Um investing in the stock market different than gambling just because it's legal and it's like it's not legal you only gamble or you should only gamble or invest the money you can afford to lose if you can't afford to lose it then let it sit in your account you know what i'm saying yeah for sure unless you're trying to double up well that's the problem <laughs> right that's how motherfuckers double down and all of a sudden they're broke nah for sure um Let's uh, I, oh, you put on on the rundown. Ellen DeGeneres losing her show after 19 years, or I don't want to say losing. I guess she's deciding to walk away. Yes, yes, she's decided to walk away. This I just is, thought it was interesting. Well, I'm just gonna say this is how shameful motherfuckers are now. Uh, we find out she had a toxic work environment, and one of at least seemingly the nicest people in the world essentially gets almost canceled to the point where she's just like, "All right, I'm done with the show." Yeah, I mean, cancel culture is for real. But also, you know, don't sleep on don't sleep on the report of a toxic work environment, you know? No doubt. Like people do people have always loved Ellen and, you know, I mean, 19 years of show, you know, like 19 years of TV, of TV of prime time, you know, 3 p.m. TV. I mean, there's no there's no way that she's not loved and adored by millions of people, but at the same time you have to put everything into perspective. No doubt. Yeah, it's just, but still, it's Ellen, bro. She's been running yeah. this shit forever. Yeah, and she will continue to run shit behind the scenes, just I like Oprah so, is. Yeah. I mean, it's not like she's going to be broke, so I'm not going to feel all that bad for her. But still, cancel culture is crazy, man. I, the one thing I really, I mean, there's a lot of things I don't love about it, but the fact that, you know, we can cancel people based off one incident, one mistake, whatever. And it just seems to be a slippery slope for me. You know what I mean? Like, where is the line of demarcation? Like, what, you know, can you, you could just say the wrong thing. You you know what I mean? Like, it's beyond like, just like, you know, being abusive yeah, or anything like that. Like, you could just mm -hmm. say something dumb now, you know, and people go back in your like Twitter history to when you're a teenager and people are losing their jobs over shit they said when they're a teenager. It's like, bro, like, I... I just feel like we all need to relax, you know? <laughs> Everybody yeah, I mean, we live in an angry world, a very angry world. An angry world with tons of information, tons of history and background information on damn near everybody, you know? Yeah, well, and you can almost, like, it's, it's, this is a whole crazy, this is just a crazy time for us to be alive, right? Because we're going through a pandemic. It seems like we're coming out on the other end a little bit, but I mean... Up here, it hasn't been the way it's been, as you just saw in Vegas, as even though Vegas is coming back a little bit, you know, I've been to San Francisco, I've been all through California um, during the pandemic, and, you know, it is kind of crazy, like, in the bigger cities, you kind of feel the angst, right, because people were really locked up, locked up, not seeing people, you know, and it's just crazy, like, how the just the times are going through, you know, and how... You could almost feel this the this anger like you're talking about. You know what I mean? No, yeah, it's it's hit it's hitting a breaking point. And I think that's why the move to open everything up. I think like what June fifteenth or so. Yeah, here in California. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a a bit of a, a hasty decision, but I think also without it, you know, you know, it, it, everything the pot might boil over. Yeah, the other crazy thing, you know, there's so many fallouts from this pandemic, but one crazy thing I've noticed is like uh, the bar I work at is reopening, right? Um, and just in general you cannot find people to come to work anymore because everyone's getting this unemployment money. And I think that's a dangerous game, dog. Like if you're going to sit back and kick back and just rely on government money, like, you know, it takes a, it takes a pretty uh, strong willed self-determined person to just be like, all right, I'm gonna go work a job. That's bullshit again and make some ends. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, life was good. I was getting that good government cheese. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I do, I do have my concerns about that. Cause I know plenty of people who have just since March 16th of 2020 just have not worked and haven't even really looked for a job because, you know, their bar is opening or the restaurant's going to reopen at some point, you know. Um, and then they're getting this good government cheese and it's like, well, I'm making the same amount. Why would I go back to work? Maybe I'll just collect this cash and then I'll go back to work once it all ends. And I see both sides like it becomes sweet, right? Like I was doing that for a minute and then I was like, man, fuck this. I need to go work, dog. You know? So I see both sides, but I just know that's a that's a dangerous game you're playing, becoming very reliant on on cashing a just getting a check from the government every couple of weeks. I mean my biggest thing and like I like you know you we both been on both sides of it you know we're not working working whatever yeah. I would just say that at the end of it all if you don't come out on top you fucked up if there was a way that you did not come out on top with all this if you don't have money saved if you didn't if you didn't turn your job into a promotion or a better job or anything like that if there is if you're at the same point as far as you know making the same money living in the same place don't have a new car, you know what I mean? Like, haven't upgraded your life in any way, shape, or form. I feel like you lost. You lost this whole thing. I think we should definitely add some context to that, cause, right? Because there are some people out there just down bad because of the pandemic. They lost their job, and they don't necessarily have the same options as us, right? Like, you and oh, I yeah. are both educated, you know, both connected enough. Like, I know neither one of us are ever, we would have to like become addicted to drugs and just become like fuck up our lives to go homeless. You know what I mean? Too many people oh, yeah. care and love us. So there are people going through it. Those aren't the people we're talking to. We're talking about very capable motherfuckers out there, right? Like, those are the people we're talking about. People who, who are very capable of going and getting a job. I'm just saying, like, enjoy that good government cheese. Enjoy your time off. But also, like, maybe now's the time, you know, to start thinking about getting back out there. Because if not, like, what are you going to... You're just going to tell your next employer, like, yeah, I was just unemployed for a year and a half, two years. And then, yeah, I just didn't really feel like getting work. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I feel it. I mean, I never really even, I mean, I only really think about it from my perspective, but like, I'm also fucking awesome. So like, <laughs> no doubt. I guess I never, I never thought about it from the perspective of like, you know, it being harder or hard to get a situation. Yeah. I mean, some people are, you know, had, were making $100,000 a year, whatever it was, a couple hundred thousand lost their jobs and went on unemployment. Unemployment for them was not a step in the right direction. It was not a stabilizer. Like, shit, you know, they had kids or whatever. Shit was not cool for them. We're not talking to you, and we're not talking to the people that just, you know, down on their luck. But you motherfuckers that are capable, go get a job. 
All right, it's time. Right, I'd say so. But I also think the whole system's kind of fucked up. If you could not work and be getting paid more than you would be if you were driving an Uber or working at right. McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? I think we need to re- that, rethink some whole shit. I mean, the fact that, and this, is, I think this is where we'll leave it. But I think a lot of people are under the impression that minimum wage is is a, a number that it's not. You know, because minimum mean? wage is still thirteen dollars, if that. You know. Minimum wage is not $15. Yeah. The minimum wage is $15 if you work with a certain amount of people. If you have an employer or a place of business that has, you know, 10, 15, 20 employees. That's but correct. for the average, average cap, minimum wage is still, I think it's actually under $13. So, you know, for somebody to be, to go to work 40 hours a week for minimum wage or to stay at home on unemployment and make more. You know, that's there's some a problem shit we with need, that. Yeah, there is a problem. With, yeah, you said it perfect. There is a problem with that. All right, uh, before we get out of here, we got to talk some hoops, man. Man, LeBron not coming back. The NBA playoffs. Bro. How, how would you love to see that? Uh, the what the, uh, the Jazz end up with the Warriors or in the uh, Suns end up with the Lakers? How would you love to see that? That would be beautiful, man. That would be beautiful. It's it's a possibility. You know, um, I mean, at the end of the day, the Warriors just being in this position, I'm happy. I don't, if LeBron comes back and is even 80%, I feel like the Lakers, if the Warriors were to play him in the playing game, should smack. But um, we'll see, man. We'll see. You know, I'm just excited, bro. This playing game I thought was a little gimmicky at first, but now I am all the way in. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all the way in for like, cause you know, at the end of it, like somebody's gonna lose, and there's gonna be those salty comments about this is stupid anyway. Yeah, no why doubt. are we even doing this? No this doubt. is disrespectful to the game of basketball. So I'm waiting to see what that what that looks like. But ultimately, I think it's it's good in the fact that it doesn't affect the top teams, which I think would make it gimmicky. You know? Right. Yeah. No. I'm- if you could- if you could that. erase a, an entire seasons of work, season of work with you know two wins in a row type shit, like that would be super gimmicky. So I, I think they're going about it the right way, and I think they have a lot of people who haven't been engaged engaged in in the regular season for sure. Like you're, we're watching Wizards basketball right now with with five to ten games left in the season, you know. Yep, and I mean I think that's dope. We we're gonna get to see Ch- Russ with the chance to get in the playoffs with Brad Beal. You know what I mean. On the West, we'll still get a chance to see Jaw in the in the playoff, or you know, get with the playing game again. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think this is awesome, um, and I wasn't always for it, but yeah. I mean, the West could be so. The West, I have no idea. I think the Lakers, if they get healthy, could just smack everyone on the way to the finals. Or, you know, this could be a year of an upset. I don't, I have no idea what to think of it. Like the top four, the only team I thought for show would be in there was the Clippers in the West. So only team I thought for show. I thought the other three, Denver, Phoenix, and Utah, I thought had a chance. But man, the Clippers are the only team. I thought it would be uh, Lakers, Clippers. And then I honestly thought it would be Portland. I thought Portland was going to make a huge jump this year for whatever reason. But uh it could be. It could, this could get real interesting, my man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I was I was talking to somebody earlier, and I think this is the most wide open the NBA has been in a long time. I agree with that. I agree because in the East, it's crazy too. Like I have 
No idea what to expect right now. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the Nets are not guaranteed anything. There's not there's not a guaranteed uh you know Western Conference team or Eastern Conference team. Like the finals are unclear. Yep. The semifinals are unclear. Yeah. So I think that's that's good for, for basketball for sure. I agree. I also went on radio on Monday and said that um Jordan Poole's one of the worst players in the NBA and he went on to consecutive nights scored 20 off the bench in 20 minutes or less so uh that was dope for me uh that was pool a little- party <laughs> my man uh i was talking shit about andrew wiggins he scores 38 last night as the warriors beat phoenix beat phoenix beat beat utah back-to-back nights at home so i'll take it I'm doing yeah, I mean, great. Wiggins. Wiggins is the type of player that you don't that you're never gonna appreciate because he could he could be so much more consistent, but he definitely does have the skill level to do whatever is necessary on any given night. When Wiggins was coming out of high school, going to Kansas, I thought Wiggins was going to be the next Tracy McGrady. I was so wrong about that. I was so oh, yeah. wrong about that. So I don't think I've ever forgiven him for that. Yeah, he doesn't have he doesn't have anywhere near that type of game. No, and I always I always thought he would. I thought he I thought he was a shoe in to be the next T Mac, and just never became that. So I was very very wrong. But you know, it is what it is. But I am excited about these playoffs. Your Clippers looking good, man. Uh, I really think they got it. I mean, I have no idea. If you had to you had to make a prediction, gun to your head right now, who's coming out of the West? Who's coming out of the East? Uh, coming out of the West, I'd probably go, I mean, I'd probably go Clippers or Denver right now. I, wow. I just don't, right. I don't, I don't really believe in Utah. Um, Chris Paul has always had like that kind of, that always like Chris Paul has always been considered like a championship point guard. Yeah. I think, I think to a lot of people, but he's never the only championship point guard that's never won a championship. And I just don't see that changing. Okay. Yeah. I see that. So. So I I was I did say it's gonna be more of like a dark horse. I mean the Lakers are still somewhat in it too. So yeah, yeah if uh, I had to pick, I would say Denver, Denver or an LA team. Damn Denver with no Jamal Murray, huh? I mean Jokic has they played honestly played better without him in a way. Yeah, I mean they've been all right, no doubt about it. All right, well yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait. We're what a week away from uh, the playing game, I believe. Yeah, I think what May eighteenth. Is that when it is? Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's May May fifteenth, May eighteenth. That's what's Something up. Something like that. So next week, huh? Right? Yeah, it's it's in there. It's right. It's yeah, I think it starts next week. Oh, the fifteenth is Saturday. Oh, that's when it starts, fifteenth? Damn. Is it what? Is it really? That's crazy. I got the game on in the background and they've been they've been fucking promoting the shit out of it on every game. They got it on the bottom, but the game just went to halftime. So I had it in front of me, but I don't know what happened to it. Let's see. I'm trying to look it up right now. I'm sure this is great for the pod. Yep. May 18th through the 21st. There we go. So next Tuesday through Friday. Yep. Let's do it. I'm ready. Locked in for Uh, your, for your playoff life. Yes, sir. Let's go. All right, bro. It was great catching up with you. Good to do the pod again. Uh, I got one more topic before we get out of oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Athletes hosting game That's shows. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. That was my bad. 
Uh, we've seen Aaron Rodgers host Jeopardy. Uh, I don't know if you watched that or if the, anybody listening to the pod has watched that, but I don't know what you thought about that. I thought he was somewhat humorous. I thought it was a fresh take on the show for sure because Jeopardy is definitely an, an older show. I love Jeopardy. R.I.P. Uh, Alex Trebek. But yes, yeah, I, I, saw, I saw clips of it, yeah. And then uh, Dwayne Wade is hosting a slew of different game shows on Fox and ABC. Do do is that the is that the way of the future? Do you think retired athletes or athletes at the end of their career is, is gonna are gonna move towards hosting and game shows and things of that sort? I mean, they have for a while, right? I mean, Michael Strahan, you know what I mean? Like obviously Charles Barkley, like dudes have been doing it for a while. Um, I do like that there's a little bit of branching out and doing a non sports related show. Uh, but yeah, as long as you keep cashing those checks off your fame, why wouldn't you? I mean, D yeah, Wade's got true. like four kids, you know what I'm saying? He's got multiple homes, like he's got bills, dog. <laughs> get that, get your paper, homie. Regardless of the millies. It's just, it's, it does, I mean, I don't want to say it's depressing, so I try not to think about it, but if you do think about it and you happen to catch yourself in one of those moments, to know D Wade, like, hosts one show for one day, for you know six hours out of his day or whatever it might be and makes 10 times what you make in a year maybe not that maybe not 10 times but makes a lot of money more than you make in a year he's retired making more money in five minutes than you make in a five weeks yeah or or a year or two yeah that's tough Keep getting that paper, though. Keep getting that paper. I'm not mad at it, you know? No, I'm mad at it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bro. All right, man. Well, you got anything to say to the people? You know what, man? Keep your head up. Keep your head up out there. There's a lot lot of bullshit going down, but we're still still here. We're still strong. Yes, sir. Uh, I love it. I love that. Also... Also, all you Trump 2024 cats, knock it off. Knock it off. I'm tired uh, of seeing it. Where are you seeing that up in Redding? In, in Red Redding. Yep, 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 man. <laughs> like, y'all are still rooting for the losing team. Oh, man. Right? I, Double I, down on the losing team. <laughs> and they won in 20 years. Fuck it. 10,000. <laughs> the odds got to be crazy. There's a reason the odds are crazy. I mean, in general, just stop putting your political affiliations or emotions on your cars and your houses. Like, no one gives a fuck, let me tell you. No one gives a fuck. And you've never changed a single person's mind. I've never rode rode up on a car and saw, oh, wait, Trump 2020? You know what? I should really think about this. Or (laughs) Biden 2020? Oh, oh, I never thought about it that way. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) Motherfuckers have made their minds up. You're basically just like forming your own little lame ass gang, you know? Yeah, just starting a starting a, a a air fight. In general, just don't get fucking bumper stickers. I've never seen a bumper sticker and been like, "That's a great bumper sticker." Also true. Any any type of uh, picture sticker that goes on the car, even like those like kids in this bitch fucking yeah. or like shit like that. I don't none see, of I don't them. See that. None of them need to be on there. No stickers on cars anymore. Let's stop. Yeah, it. we ha- we actually have a guy in my apartment. He has fake bullet hole stickers on his Mustang. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what I said. So 
Yeah. All right. Let well, that sink in, guys. It could be always be worse. Yes, it could always be worse. <laughs> game over, man. It's game over.